You're breaking up with the man. You went and got your cool haircut. Very nice haircut, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank and you. you're you're never going back there. I oh, no, no, listen. I'll go back. What are there. you going to do when you go back there and your hair is cut differently? He's gonna he's gonna go insane. But I told him. Do you think that matters to that man? Yeah, it should. He watched an entire game of pool while I was getting Eric out once. That's the man you're going back to. Well, you know, I'm happy with the company. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. In Limerick, Ireland, there is a house which has long been linked to strange tales, tragedy, and even Celtic folklore. There are those who claim these stories linger on. This week on Unexplained Legends, The Haunting of Curra Chase House. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of The Unexplained Legends. Uh, I'm Roger Sullivan, and with me as always is... Dennis Henri Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends. Dennis, as I was introducing us there, you were uh, making, I would say, vivid body motions. Hoorah motions. Yeah. Hoorah (laughs) motions. Oh, sorry, there just seems to be this crone on the table here that I put on my head. Oh, yeah. Except I have headphones on that I don't actually need, and it's kind of blocking it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, got the old old crone this week. How'd uh, How'd you get that? Well, I'm glad you brought it up. Did somebody uh, yeah. die? Are you in a lineage somewhere? Uh, a lineage of great fucking comedians. Okay, Including okay. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I got the crone there from the comedy store during the week. Went in, did the King Gong. Beat uh, 31 hopefuls. And uh, took home the gold. So You probably have only mentioned it about five times a day since. I mean, five times a day. A lesser man would mention it six. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. humble. Very humble. You have left the crown. For all the listeners, you have left the crown just in your room. On the, yeah, on on the table in my room, and occasionally, you just come in while I'm working and go, "Oh, sorry, I need the crown. Can I take?" The yeah, crown well, now? I mean, look, I will hold my hands up. I will apologize for when I put the crown on a string on a fishing line and put it into your room, and then you started chasing after it in the hall, and I kept pulling it. That was too far. I, I've I've also full disclosure. I've also won King Kong. Thanks for disclosing that. Yeah, yeah, full disclosure, but. When I won it, they didn't give you the crown. Well, they don't normally do that either, but they just said, like, we have a new king, let his reign commence. They, so this is special that you get the crown from it. So. Yeah, I said, I said, can I have the crown? And they were like, normally no, but like, it just suits you so well. I nearly... Solid goal. I guarantee you, you weren't meant to take that. Do you think so? I, I'm pretty sure. No way. No, because I mentioned it to somebody else recently and they go, Whoa, did he get to, did he get to keep the crown? <laughs> Brilliant. I'm delighted. Yeah. How, was, uh, how was your week going? You had a busy week. Man. I, I had a very busy week. A lot of critics this week are saying that maybe I went a bit overboard. Um, on what? On, um, the, you, know, you know I'm, I'm a fan of guitars. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. A uh, fan of guitars. He has a severe guitar problem i have a i have a guitar problem what what would you say would be a healthy amount of guitarists to buy in one week i would say none to be oh, honest none, none. like if you're talking about per week none would probably be okay how so, many did you buy this week oh this week just this week uh, oh it was only three this is i think this is the part of the podcast right where like we've reached people are going to interpret this as that we've reached insane success 
So they're going to actually fall off because they're going to be like, oh, wait, they're not like, you know, like poor and desperate and shit because you're buying guitars. No, I know. I need I need the listeners to know. Okay, actually, we'll play a fun little game with them. I bought three guitars this week. Did I tell you how much I spent on them? You're saying playing a fun game with them, but really. (laughs) It would be fun for the listener to hear this. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. Um, You didn't. Can I guess? Uh, Okay. Guess. Do you want to guess? Yeah. Guess for all three. How much I spent All three. Uh, Okay. Conservative guess. 400 pounds no you're wrong less less yeah alright so then you got a bargain 200 pounds no less less what did you pick up are you sure they're guitars man yeah yeah they're guitars yeah did you connect them up to like a playstation and you play a guitar hero <laughs> they'd actually cardboard. be more expensive <laughs> yeah they would yeah uh, yeah 150 quid no go down again what did you buy <laughs> down again man 100 quid down again 80 quid down again no, you're taking the piss. It's it's more than this, isn't it? No, no, no. Down again. Do you know how this game works, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> 50 quid. Down slightly again. 45 quid. Down a tiny bit more. 42 quid. Down a tiny bit more. 41 quid. Down a tiny... 40 quid and 50 <laughs> pence. No, down a tiny bit more. 40 quid and 25 pence. Ah! <laughs> it was 40... 40 pounds. 40 pounds. Three really, guitars. Yeah. So, um... And how are they? What kind of condition are they in? One of them's in rag order. Yeah, right. so that's like me in January. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Terrible. So, two of them, good. What one, was the person you bought them off like? I bought, I bought two from one person. They were just getting rid of them. They were in the house. Just getting rid of them. Yeah. Ten pounds. D- what? Yeah, ten pounds for those, right? So... Wait, you bought two guitars for ten pounds and one guitar for thirty pounds, isn't Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, those guitars, right? One of them I, I'm going to do up and keep. The other one I'll do up. It's left-handed. They, against my better judgment, I might give it away because I'd feel bad about making money on it. Why would you feel bad? Because you're for the lefties, is it? Yeah, I'd feel bad. I want to give something back to the lefties. Yeah. Do you know? Because uh, they've had it hard for a long time now. Uh, the other one, though, the guy sold it to me. He was advertising for £40. And he says, mm-hmm. doesn't work. Right? So I thought... He's just selling wood. So I, th- I said, will you take 30 And he said, I will if you pick it up tonight. Cause, oh, cause nice. Winky, winky me, face. Yeah, somebody offered me 40 for tomorrow, right? So I said, okay, no problem. And he said, meet me here at 7 p.m. So I go, yeah, no problem. Rush out the door. Run Lola, run m- music plays. Rush out the door. Get there for 7 p.m. Turn up. Wait there for 20 minutes. Get a message from him. Oh, sorry, I've been delayed at work. Oh, for fuck's sake. Been delayed at work. Um, can you do tomorrow? Um, oh what yeah and he said and if you do tomorrow I'll um, I'll throw in a, a set, set of drums <laughs> 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 alright what are we doing this week oh uh, this week Dennis this week we're doing a special one if you can believe it or not it's always special yeah no but we are actually doing a special one because we've come in now. wait 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 slow down slow down you said we are actually doing a special one yeah as opposed to all the rest no, of no, them no no they all the rest of them are special ones too but this one is it's a special time of the year because we're in what the, it is. It's March. Yeah, man. it's March. What the fuck is what special about March? What happens in March? What happens in March? The the, the clocks change. No, do they, do they? Yeah. Oh well, that's no. Sunday in March in the UK. No, no. What what? <laughs> Hello, Mister Calendar. <laughs> the um. What, what oh, Dennis, Dennis knows one fact. <laughs> yeah. Over forty five episodes, <laughs> Mister Calendar, and get sandbagged. <laughs> yeah. So um, no. What's uh, what's special about this month? What happens in this month? Um, I don't know. Go on. You Something d- about ghosts. No. Patrick's Day. Yes. Okay. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Saint when the Patrick's Welsh man Day. came over and 
bait all the pagans and snakes yeah. out, of, uh, out of Ireland. But judging by some of the lads I know. No, he left a few, didn't hey, he? Oh. Honk, 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 honk. Uh, so, this week, Dennis, or this month rather, I thought I'd try to get dig out a few Irish bits. Oh, ones. nice. And in honour of St. Patrick, right, who recently, actually I thought about this recently, how much better do you think the St. Patrick's Day parades in Ireland would be if Ireland was a despotic nuclear power? Oh, amazing. They'd be unreal. Amazing. His head on top of a nuclear missile. Could you imagine the coordination? I'm telling you, that's one thing about those those places. Dictators can do coordination. Uh, I've, I've said this recently, that nobody talks about it, but the one real benefit of living in a totalitarian regime is the parades are off the hook, man. Yeah. Like no, a, the only problem is, is that you're all taking part in them. So it's not like you can really actually benefit from watching them. But it's it's lovely to take part in things. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so because in honour of St. Patrick's Day, we're going to do like a bit of a a bit of an Irishy month. Um, not everything will be an Irish mystery this month, but mm. I thought I'd throw in a few because we haven't really done any. We've only done um, we've only done High Brazil. Yeah, the so, Irish Atlantis. Go listen to it. Yeah. So I thought that we'd um, we'd we'd build it out and we'd do a few do a few Irish ones. So today, the one we're going to be covering is. Something called the Curra Chase House. Curra Chase House. Yeah. Never heard of this. Is Curra as in like the horse racing place? No, actually. Okay. Believe it or not, it's in um, it's in Limerick, I think. In Limerick, you yeah. think? I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta know that. Hey, let me double check oh, my come notes. on. It's like the second <laughs> sentence on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Curra Chase House, I'm pretty sure it's in Limerick. Oh, you're pretty sure? Okay. Yeah. They, right, we're off to a flying start here anyway. So have you ever come across it before? No. no, I've never come across it. What is, before we get into it, I just really wanted you to tell them the name so then we can hold them for another couple of minutes while we just delve into this. It is in Limerick. What was the best thing you got to do in a parade? Oh, that's a great question. I've never been in a parade. What? Never been in a parade, no. Was it because you lived too far out? Did you not have like a little parade around there somewhere where all the weird country people would come? I, I grew up down the road from, what's it called, Dripsy, which once had the world record for smallest parade. But that was a victim of its own success, actually. It got too successful. Is- it's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it got too successful and got too big. So it lost the... Oh, oh so there was, there was the smallest parade in terms of the amount of people attending it? Uh, in terms of distance covered, I think. Okay, right, cool. But they shot themselves in the foot by increasing the distance, surely. Well, yeah, they did. You know, it was short-sighted. But they thought, listen, we'll go. <laughs> we have to, we have to also, dig it up. Who, t- who says that the parade ends at a certain point, you know? I think, if I remember correctly, the parade used to go from one pub to the other pub okay, in so, the town. So it's based on some sort of historical um, thing, I guess. Well, I think one of the pubs shut down. So then they had to go to a different pub. Oh, right, and that increased the shit all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... I wonder, is there St. Patrick's Day parade rules? There must be, if they're if they're known as the shortest one. They, well, not anymore. Not you know? anymore, the, yeah, But uh, you were asking me that question with the big brazen balls of somebody who has been in the St. Patrick's <laughs> wait, Day parade. Wait until you hear what I was. You would ask <laughs> you, the same thing. You weren't. Guess you what were, I was. You weren't, you weren't Patrick. <laughs> no? No? Okay. Better. Better. Oh, guess what I was. Were you a sheep? No, way better. Way better than a sheep. Yeah. Snake. Yes, but better. Better? Yeah, but yes, a snake, but better. Go, no, go on. You have to tell The me. head of the snake. The head of the... Yeah. Are you saying that the, at your St. Patrick's Day parade, it was like a Chinese dragon throwing yes. a snake? Yes. And you were the head? I was the head of the snake, man. It was like being the Lord Mayor for a day. It do was you know, unbelievable. Do you know what? 
It suits you. Yeah, <laughs> big snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was great because I was a bit taller than everyone at that time, and obviously I was, you know, uh, an incredible performer as well. Oh, were you? So yeah. all the other little minions then had to go behind me, and they were just based off a of height. So oh man, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. <laughs> that you're such a fucker. Yeah, and you go around as well, like because open. It was open at the front, like uh, like a, a kind of a, a yawning snake, more than your classic like. Oh yeah, yeah. So you go around and like fucking eat people and do all this stuff. It's brilliant. Would you open it up, give it a little wink? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bet you got off with a few people as a result. I was like seven, but no. No, I was picturing you as being like twenty. And if I did, I think they should be in jail, probably. <laughs> on the back of that, will we crack on with the lame stream narrative? Dennis? Originally built in 1657 by a high-ranking officer in Oliver Cromwell's army on land stolen during those brutal conquests, Currachase House has always been built on a legacy of terror. Can't believe you brought up Oliver Cromwell like that and expected us to just go past it. I know, I know. What I was really thinking at this point is that, uh, let's just say, a big old country manner, that that suits your current demeanour. Now I know about your parade days and your. your are you crown. are you are you saying I'm a little bit Cromwellian? Is that what you're trying to say? To me? <laughs> I'm saying I'm I'm saying that there would be similarities. Are you saying I won King Gong? I was head of the snake when I was seven, and now I'm just going to go around butchering half of Ireland. I think you might you might get this idea that you actually have some kind of divine right behind you now. Can you imagine being mowed down in Wexford, right, by like a, a lot of Cromwell's troops, right? Yeah. Mowed down, saying goodbye to all your family, right? Probably not like actually literally because you've been killed, mm. but you're getting mowed down. You're thinking, you know, at least they'll remember us. <laughs> and then this this is what they get yeah they they get <laughs> lads associating themselves winning a gong show and being a snake yeah well you know I mean names are for names uh, so it, this house built during Cromwell's or built as a direct result of Cromwell's conquest basically housing the Hunt slash Devere family so they were originally called the Hunt family and then they changed their name to Devere so I'll just call them Devere from now on. But. And I assume these people probably helped out Cromwell in some way and then got a big oh, house. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, he was, uh, the original person who got the house was one of uh, Cromwell's like top men. Okay. So he was like, here you go. You can have the land, build the house on that. There, live there. Don't dig too deep. No. So it housed the Devere family for a period of over 300 years, where it was at one point a symbol of the oppressive British presence in Ireland itself. However, the Devere's were not the only unwanted presence in the estate, as Currachase House was also popularly supposed to be among one of the most haunted places in the whole of Ireland. From day one? Uh, early, early on. Early not on. day one. Yeah. But like... But you get what I mean, like it wasn't like the land or anything, it was, it was to do with the house in particular. Well... Dennis, I'm glad Uh-oh. you brought that up because built amongst ancient Celtic ruins, including a cairn and a standing stone, perhaps it's no surprise that Curra Chase Estate would prove to be a flashpoint for such supernatural behaviours. That should be, if you get like Ghostbusters insurance or whatever, yeah. that should be a null and void if you build your house on top of like, uh, you know, a graveyard of any description or any sort of ancient ruins, like the Ghostbusters are not coming. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, like, you're asking for it doing that. Like, realistically, the 
I would say Celtic ruins is the Irish equivalent of Native American burial ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, do you know, I don't think I've ever told you this story or have ever told this on the podcast. I'm trying to think if I should anomalize it. Do you know what? I will anomalize it. Hmm. There, is a, there is a man who I know very well. Your dad. I'm not going to say <laughs> who he is and I'm not going to say if I'm of any genetic relation to him. But, but it's will, definitely your dad. But I will but say, I will say, I know him very well, <laughs> and I've known him for a very long time. <laughs> and I know that a long, long time ago, <laughs> let's, may, look, let's just call him dad. <laughs> maybe before, maybe before I was even born, he was driving a tractor one day, and the tractor collapsed into the ground, and unearthed a Celtic Sioux terrain. Mm. Um. And the decision was made amongst him and his peers at the time to bury it again. Yeah, too much trouble. Yeah, just on the off chance that maybe there'd be something historical there and the land would be confiscated. And taken off them for years. Yeah. Um, Are you telling me right now that we could, if we really wanted to, go find that place? It would be hard to say if we, we could find the area... But I'd say we'd struggle to find the exact spot, spot. you know. Yeah. Be- you see, that's the kind of stuff I'd do if I, if I had loads of money. Like, if I had silly money. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, I, we've touched on it before, but I just don't think people do enough with it. No, you know, no. Like, you're like, yeah, you know what? We'll go find that thing that you're... De- like, well, let's, let's hire a detective. <laughs> to, to, to find, <laughs> to that, go thing, find that thing. To this man I, I know. Sorry, yeah, that this man that you know <laughs> who's this, an attractor. This man I know. Yeah. Um, that uh, that he, he unearthed this. What kind of person do you think you would have been if you were born in your dad's time? Oh, probably, if we're being realistic, probably just exactly like would he was. Would you mean exactly the same? I'd say good chance, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but I was, I was basically that. When you said that, what do you mean? Like just, listeners? I was just, uh, like just um, uh, a country automaton. <laughs> like uh, just a, a, a just a, a you you get what I'm talking about, like don't you? The, you mean as if you just came out of the ground, like yeah, out of the yeah. country ground and became human. Uh, a friend of mine in secondary school had a good name for it. What was it? He was like, oh, I can't. Uh, oh, uh, Bogman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been a bogman. Yeah, and and I basically was a bogman. I would say up until a point where I won't get get into too many personal details, but up until the point where it seemed reasonable. <laughs> That I wasn't going to then, uh, like, become a farmer or a truck driver. Yeah, yeah. And then at that point, it was v- I was very much playing catch-up at school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very much. Because my mind had not been on the books yeah. up until that point. You bet on Bogman and you lost. Yeah, yeah. Heavily. So I think I would have been, yeah, probably would have just been Bogman, I'd say. What about you? What do you think if you had been born? I don't know how we got on to talking about my dad because we were talking about non-related. I man. probably would have been a complete, what's that word called uh, for, like... Prick? Um, <laughs> you know, I had plenty of opportunities to do that to you during that story. I know. I, I never did it. No, um, it's like a, it sounds like a louse or something. Um, oh, lout. No, not a lout. No? Uh, basically, I'd just be the lad who'd sit in the corner of a bar. Okay. Uh, for ages and ages and ages. And I did, like, people let me do laboring and stuff for a little while, but I'd die when I was like 40. Do you really think you'd just be like a barfly type guy? I'd say like, so, yeah. Like, if I grew up or my dad grew up and stuff, um, like, let's say, even, let's say before him, actually, yeah. I suppose, he, he had more opportunities and stuff. And when I say more opportunities, barely any. But yeah, no, if I was like, if I was stuck there, like, oh, I'd definitely be a complete, whatever that word is, 
It's a great word. I can't remember what it is. You'd just be... Uh, I know this isn't what you're reaching for, but you'd just be a point man. Yeah, I'd be a total point man. Yeah, You'd be yeah. a bog man, I'd be a point man. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much... <laughs> you know what? That's it. That's it. And never never the train shall meet. <laughs> um, there were all to regals. If we go into wrestling, that's, that's what... Bog man and point man. Our wrestling team. Tag are. team champion. Who is your daddy? Who's your daddy? The stories of the hauntings in Chase House are numerous with some being more sinister than others. It was not uncommon for workers in the house to hear loud footsteps with no clear source, or occasionally the sound of ghostly harp music emanating from the empty parlour room. Similarly, there were reports that the furniture was being moved in the house without any clear culprit, and some members of staff even complained of a mysterious little boy Seen running around the property. No, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm sorry. Really? I'm gone. Yeah, that's the end of the podcast for me. There's You're no gone. way. I know little ghost boys is not for me. I I was pretty sure I'd get you with that, right? There's something coming up. If if you can't even handle this, man, you're in big trouble in a little bit, right? When I was researching this, I had to turn on the light in my room. <laughs> Because I start, it started to freak me out, and you know me, like I'm not that, I'm not nearly as much of a ghost man as I am an alien guy. As a person who is very familiar with ghosts, mm-hmm. if a ghost comes and attacks you, can you just stand still and it won't do anything? Is it just the fact that they're frightening people? I think, oh uh, no, I think that they do. Um, I think that they can, they can do some shit to you. All right, so like, if you do see a ghost coming, don't be too smart about it because they could actually physically hurt you or like drive you mental or something. I think. I don't know if they're capable of hurting you, but I think if you saw a spectral form come towards you mm. and then even just shove you, even if it's just lightly, I think that would cause like an enormous psychic damage to you. Like as in you just freak out so much. <laughs> I like the way you say psychic damage as well. Like not like, you know, trauma or anything like that. You're talking psychic damage. Psychic as in, like damage. your bar is going down. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like you... I just think it would freak you the flip out, wouldn't it? No, it would freak you out, but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, can they physically push you and hurt you and stuff? Or can you play them at their own game, just stand there, and all they can do is roar at you? No, I'm not saying that, like, even if a guy came up to you and started roaring at you, that even if he doesn't touch you or whatever, that that would be fine to experience. Yeah. I'm sure it would be torturous and really scary. Actually, speaking of, it's so good to finally feel like I am I am so used to being around London. Like, I'm totally, totally used to it. No, I'm a veteran. Yeah. I was getting on the tube yesterday three junk drunk lads walked up waddling all over the place from a game came right up into my face right and started like hovering around me asking me questions and i acted as if they weren't there you know in that classic yeah, london yeah, yeah. way and they just stopped they just went they just went on to some other victim they got some guy with a scarf he was absolutely ruined <laughs> what did they do to him i started talking his scarf and everything oh my god They're, well you'd have to do that if you were attacked by a ghost you just have to try try to ignore them but i think they could still shove you around and stuff you know yeah i think it depends on the ghost and i, and I definitely think you'd want to think about that a bit more because there's definitely some episodes there where you relied on them being able to physically interact with no ghosts. no they definitely can oh i said that okay so they definitely can they can definitely do that but i'm saying i don't think it's going to be like they're not going to come up to you in like a judo pose and give you like a roundhouse to the face or something you know so just like would it be ever to i don't know like uh like just for an example out of nowhere would we ever to like turn a steering wheel and stuff yeah definitely they'd definitely be able to do, and that. do you know what 100 what they'd be able to do yeah they'd be able to shove you and another one of them i swear to god would be able to kneel down behind you <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> 
I swear to God, there is no doubt in my mind that they'd be able to do that. And they wouldn't need much, as you know. No, no. They wouldn't need much power. No, I'd say as well that they'd even be able to push you down the stairs. Yeah. If they had to. If they had to. <laughs> I like the way you're working up future alibis as well. It's really good. I think if they had to do it, they could push you down the stairs. <laughs> they- Dennis got an awful fall. <laughs> so... Dennis, if you weren't ready for that first little ghost boy, mm-hmm. well, strap in for this. According to the diary of Veronica and Mary Gilbaud, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not how you say that. Gilbaud, Gilbaud, yeah. I'm like to pronounce Mister, like to welcome Mister and Mrs. Gilbaud. Gilbaud, this is my wife, Mary Gilbaud. What a beautiful uh, name. <laughs> what is that, German? I think, I think there's a guy about on my arm. <laughs> we'll have to operate. So according to the diary of Veronica and Mary Guileboud, they once spent summer there as guests of the De Veres, and the incidents reported by the staff, apparently while they were there, became so common that the lady of the house at the time called upon her father, who was the then Bishop of Durham, to travel to Curachay's house and provide a private exorcism in order to quell the spirits. So, right, he, so he did this. He, we know for a fact he came over and did this. And although we don't know how successful the exorcism was, we do know that the bishop commented that during the process he felt a large number of restless souls. Would you ever attend an exorcism? You don't have to get involved, but you just, you just have to be there. Yeah, I'd say I would. Honestly, no, would you? Would that You had to turn on the light because you were reading a scary story. Yeah, but no, no, no. I was researching a scary story. Researching, my, they, my bad. I would. I, I would. My my parents used to threaten when I was a kid to get an ex- to get um, me exercised. No, that was that was a different oh, that, word. Oh, that, oh, that was, you, were, you were just a large child. Oh, was that it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I've gotten confused. Um, no, I, I, think, I think I would go to an exorcism. I think yeah. so. But here's the catch, though. I wouldn't go to a haunted house. No. I'd go to a haunted house. I yeah. would go to a haunted house, but just during the day. Like at noon. Okay, yeah. I'd go at noon. There's no way I'd stay in one. That's, that's a God's honest truth. Like, there's no way I'd go to a haunted house at night. Did you have any sort of abandoned building that you used to visit when you were, like, a teenager? Kind of a younger teenager. We we did, but I, do, I can't uh, comment on it. Can't yeah. reveal it. Well, we had a place that was... The nun's convent that had burnt down. Ooh. And I was terrifying. I hated it. I, I, I didn't get two steps in the door. I didn't want to go near the place. Do, do you th- think... Did you ever experience anything there? Or do you, do, were you spooked out? Like, did I you- got a wank. <laughs> <laughs> that was something I experienced. So, you, so, so, they, so they, they can touch you. However, Dennis, the Gilebouts were comparatively lucky as other guests of the property had the misfortune of experiencing encounters firsthand. Get ready for this. So the Gilebouds lived in the house for the whole summer and they never actually experienced anything firsthand. It was they, just reports increased. They witnessed all the, all the stuff that was going on as like daily occurrences from like uh, the help. Okay, so like they were getting reports from the workers and stuff. Yeah. But they never actually experienced it themselves. Um, they said there were bad vibes, mm-hmm. but they didn't like see anything. Yes, yeah. just peculiar that the people who were living in the house and probably being in most of the house never actually saw anything. But they were just there for a summer, and summer is not nearly as spooky as winter. That's true. Yeah, 
You got, see? Yeah, he got me there. Got you, got, got you, yeah. So, but the other guests, Dennis, did experience it firsthand, right? And so get ready for this. One such story is recounted by a former resident of Curra Chase House, one Joan Devere, who recalled a family friend visiting with her young son one year. The mother and her young boy were given separate rooms to sleep in. The mother feared that perhaps her son would be scared sleeping alone in a strange room. Much to her surprise, he appeared to be in fine form the next morning, as he excitedly told his mother about a young boy who had come into his room during the night and asked to play with him. And that kid was fine with that? Yeah, he said he he talked about how great a time he had playing with, with... with the other kids? Screaming. I would be screaming. I think there are certain kids, though, that attract ghosts. I was never one of them, to be honest. No, no. Like, I was terrified of, of anything ghostly. Like, if someone opened my door in the middle of the night and it was a kid, even if I was a kid, I was still scared. I was still scared of ghost kids as a kid. You, you know ju- what I mean? Would you just, like, kick his head off or something like that? No, I'd piss the bed. I wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> do you know I'd be terrified. Do you know what I remembered recently is um, Joe in primary school... When the inspector comes, you yeah, know this? the amount of power you have as a kid. Oh, you can fuck the whole thing up for the teacher if you want. You could just piss yourself right there. And, and you then. know what? I was wondering why did he bring that up? But yeah, obviously it was because you want to do a piss attack. You've so much. You've so much control as like a junior or senior infant, where if you wanted to, you could just piss yourself, and that's it. Class ruined. But do you think that's a reflection on the teacher then? Yeah. Like, as in, how do you think the inspector will mark that? Like, if if you piss yourself every time the inspector comes in? Well, I think they must, it eventually becomes like Pavlovian, where you, you see the inspector, you just piss your pants straight away. Uh, I think, let's be honest, like, it, it's, let, let's, let's take that over to, um, like, an office context. If you're a team leader and there's people, there's people under you in the team pissing themselves. Yeah, every see, other I day. don't think you can use the piss example if you bring it over. Then though, uh, what do you mean? No, <laughs> can you not? <laughs> like then, that's that's like that's a workplace that needs serious psychological. Help okay, probably. okay, okay. You're right. That's probably a false equivalency. Okay, let's say <laughs> let's say you're a platoon leader. Okay, grand. And and Perfect. you know half of your half of the men serving under you, they're pissing themselves when the inspector comes yeah. to check. Like that doesn't reflect good on you. No, no, it definitely, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. No, no. You, you're, you're, you're hardly going to, you're hardly going to gain points in an inspection if a kid pisses themselves. Do you know what I think? Do you know I had a message from someone, yeah. a listener, who said, the, I think it was a previous episode. I can't even remember. Maybe the episode before this. He was like, the episode was very pissy today. Very pissy. Yeah, yeah. a lot of piss content. And again, we've slid into a lot of piss today. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be mindful of that. I'll, I'll I'll avoid the piss talk. Okay, so Dennis, right? We're up as far as the kids playing with the with the ghost boy, mm-hmm. and you said this would spook the shit out of you. Yeah, terrified. You, you wouldn't be able to tolerate it at all. Well, the mother's blood ran cold as the boy described the fun he had had playing with his new spectral friend. The mother asked him, "How was the boy dressed?" The description did nothing to settle her fears, as her son described a clearly much outdated style of dress. What did he describe it as? Sorry, when is this set in? This is the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Actually, actually, this is early 1900s. How long ago was this clothes that the kid was wearing? Uh, The ghost kid? Like 50 
50 years. 50 years ago. So Maybe 100 years ago. 100 years ago. 50 to 100. Okay, so, right, we're in 2023 now. So yeah. you're saying a ghost comes in, it's dressed like it's 1923. And if yeah. I, and if I described that clothes to you, you'd be able to date it to the 1920s. Go on. Give me a go. Well, okay, first of all, I don't know what the ghost looks like. Right, how about I try it with you? Okay, go right. on. See, so you ask me. You ask Wait, me. how is this game meant to work when... We know what the year is. <laughs> no, listen, we'll see, we'll see. Ask me, right? A- ask me. Let's just say it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say, oh, Dennis, you'll never guess what. I was hanging out with somebody last night. Yeah, what were they dressed like? What were they dressed like? Okay, they were wearing um, three-quarter length shorts that appeared to be made out of, like, tweed. Yeah, real itchy. Yeah, they had a little hat on, a little cap on, right? Yeah. They had, like, I would say a grandfather shirt on. Okay. Very, very like tattered, um, and they had like a little waistcoat on as well. Yeah, were they selling newspapers? They were selling newspapers. They kept saying extra, extra, right? Mm. And also on top of that, they had a little bowl of thin gruel, and they kept asking, "Please, sir, can I have some more?" Well, if that's the case, then it's probably what, like eighteen ninety or something. There, yeah, but you know, there and thereabouts. But you could, you could get that he was old, like yeah, give you? or take 30, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said between fifty and hundred years. She's not this. She's not like a social historian. Like she couldn't figure it out straight away. Well, but, no, like if, you know, she like, knew. if a ghost kid came in in flares and stuff, yeah, you know, and flowers and stuff in his head, you'd be able to go. I know when this is. You yeah. know, and he's like, oh, do you like cream? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd be like, okay, I know where that guy's from. Like, yeah, know, a good yeah. idea. Yeah, but you know, again, it would be quite hard to date it. Yeah, but you'd know. You'd 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 start to put together the clues and go. He's not, you know. He he's not from. Like I didn't meet him up the street today, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get you. So basically, the mother knew enough to go. That's odd, right? So right, the mother, anxious not to alarm her son, she told him that she wasn't happy for him to play with the strange boy anymore, and requested that if he meets him again, for him to turn him down and say that his mother doesn't want him playing with any strange kids. Did he... Uh, sorry, did, did you say he? she explained that he was a ghost to her child? No, she didn't want to alarm him, so she just said... You know, she Left that out. She'd keep it simple. Sure enough, Dennis, the next morning, the son told his mother that the boy had come again, but that he'd been very sad indeed when he told him that he wasn't allowed to play with him. What do you think the mother's worry was there? With the, What did you think maybe, the ghost maybe, child was going to do? Maybe take him away. Take him where? Into the ghost world? Yeah, back to ghost world. Oh, I, you see, I didn't think that was a possibility. I didn't think they could drag us into their worlds. I think they can with kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can with kids. <laughs> I think that's, that's something you could do. That's a strangely voiced statement. <laughs> no, no I, th- I think you can do that. I think they can do that with kids. <laughs> Has this happened to you at some stage? No, no, but I think when you're a kid, you're um, you can pass through the realms more easily. All right, okay. It's like going, uh, like getting on a plane for free or something. Yeah, no, it's exactly that. Yeah, so the, I think that you're not settled enough in this world yet, so a ghost could just take you away like that. Oh, so yeah, you, you aren't tethered. Yes, that's exactly it. To add to the terror, Dennis, years later, when the house was being renovated, a small coffin was found underneath the floorboards of that very room, containing the skeleton of a young boy. Is that true? That's true. That's true. So that's absolutely true now. That's that true. That is so weird. That is true. That's true. And where's the coffin and the skeleton and all that now? They threw it out. <laughs> no. They hired a skip. I don't know what they did with it, but that's true. What do you mean don't know what they did with it? <laughs> I don't know what they did with it. 
But surely it just says, and he was buried in this graveyard. No. No? No. Oh. <laughs> I only got up as far as the... Is this an urban legend that, that that coffin was found with a skeleton? No, that was, that's from, that's from uh, a book written by Joan Devere, who was the, I think, the last of the Devere family to live in Curacha's house. All right, but that's, that is the only proof that we have. Really, that this coffin was thrown in there. Her word, her word. I know, but could you imagine if your family's been telling this story for years, and then you're like, you know, I can sew this up pretty nicely. You know, like, it would be in her interest, surely, so her family don't seem like a big load of dubs. Um, I don't think so. Really scary, though. Very, very scary. Yeah, very scary. Well, Dennis, we're about to reach our headlining act here. Because, of course, we can't talk about Chase House without mentioning the infamous Lady of the Lake. I've heard of her. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. There's a few ladies of the lake. Oh, okay. But they're all basically, they're similar, you know. To the east of Curacha's house is an artificial lake which contains within it a small island historically known as Ladies Island. It is from this lake that one of Curacha's most astounding spectres emerged. While staying at the property in the 1840s, poet Lord Alfred Tennyson was shocked when one night at midnight he saw a glow emanate from the lake. He peered carefully out of his window only to see a radiant glowing figure of a beautiful woman rise from the water, supposedly holding a sheathed blade in one hand and stretching out her other hand towards the property. Now, I saw an artist's impression of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she was quite the looker. Was she? She was quite the looker, yeah. And so what do you think she's doing there? So she's got a knife. She's pointing towards something. A sword. A sword. An entire sword. Yeah. Do you, do you want to see a picture of her? Uh, yeah, I want to see a, a picture of her. Yeah, a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see if I can find, hopefully I can find the exact image. Now, this is her in her off time. Oh, yeah. She's gorgeous. She's She's gorgeous. She looks like Brian Brew's wife. Like, you'd be giving her a super like. Yeah. No, the sword is absolutely massive as well. Huge sword. A, yeah. Quite suggestive, actually, in this manner. Yeah, you think it's quite phallic? Um, uh, yeah, probably, probably. All right. What is going on, right? So, this guy saw this woman come out of a lake or yeah. come out of an island. Co- no, come out of the lake. Come yeah. out of the lake, right, with a huge sword. Yeah. Right. What's the background on her? Well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know Dennis right and is this the only guy who saw it well put a pin no no put a okay. pin in that put a pin in her background we'll chat okay. about that in a second right you said is he the only person who saw her he's not because on Christmas Eve 1941 nearly 100 years exactly to the day according to some accounts Curacha's house was hosting a party of guests a storm was raging outside but this did nothing to deter the merriment that was until an unearthly screech was heard from the direction of the lake once more. Those in attendance rushed to look for the source, only to see once again the glowing figure of the lady emanating from the lake, this time glowing a fiery red. At this exact point, a branch from a tree near the property supposedly swung towards the house imitating the lady's outstretched arm, smashing through the window 
and knocking down the candelabra, starting a fire which would go on to engulf the whole property. It's said that she can still be seen rising from the lake every Christmas Eve, although none have ever dared to bear witness. Wow, so you're saying there in that sentence, every Christmas Eve, if we want to... If we wanted to, if, we wanted if to, anyone was crazy enough, we to, could go down there do and it. we could see this woman go out of the lake with a huge red sword or a flaming red sword yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But people just don't. They don't. They're terrified. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. Nowadays, Dennis, the house remains as a husk, burnt out husk of its former self, standing mournfully opposite the lake. And the many ghosts and spirits of Currachay's house remain until this day unexplained. Amazing. Crazy. Yeah. I think it could be a little destination for us, though, couldn't it? Do you think so, yeah? Yeah, head down there. Not enjoy, like at 12 noon, like I'm not going down there You're not night. going Christmas Eve? We can no? record it and pretend we're in there at you're, night. You're, you're, you're Billy Big Balls over there saying, well, why hasn't anyone called their Christmas Eve? And then two seconds later, you're like, of course. Yeah, well, like people aren't scared of ghosts. Well, people are, you're saying they should go, yeah? Yeah, well, who else are you going to send in there? Yeah. That, you, don't, you don't send off people who are scared of war to go to war. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Dennis, right? What what you make what you make of that then? What you make of the whole? Uh, I think it's a classic ghost story. Yeah. Um, the house is completely burned down, which is disappointing. Yeah. Well, it's actually it's burnt out, so it still stands there. The, do yeah. you want to see a picture of it actually? Yes, please. Um, I, I have a pretty perfect picture in my head, so it'll be um, interesting to see what matches up to. The so that's it. Okay, actually, completely different. This is your classic old Irish concrete house. Uh, I mean, it's obviously made of bricks and stones and stuff. Yeah. Um, very cool. Very huge. Lots and lots of windows. And that's from the lake there. Oh, cool. So the lake. Um, yeah, I'd imagine if anyone's trying to imagine it, just imagine a massive golf course surrounding the house with a pretty beautiful lake. Um, but but uh, also filled with um, a woman who has a, like a seven foot sword who's going to burn down the house. Do you think she'll be back in like 2041? Oh, would you want? We should make a day of it. So you said, Dennis. I, first of all, I think maybe she will come back. Maybe she'll come back and and like I don't know, rebuild the house or something. But you said, what? What's the story with her? Mm. Some people have asked that, right? And they, this is the, one of the ghost episodes. So it's not really we don't really go through theories or anything. But there is a theory linked around her, where some people there's no clear origin of her, but some people wonder whether she might be some kind of Celtic spirit. One of like Celtic gods or something. Yeah, or like a, like an avenging Celtic spirit coming from the lake to Oh, to kill the the Cromwells. Yeah, to take down the um to take down the Devere family. Oh, that's quite cool. I mean we could have done with her when the whole thing was actually happening. Yeah. And also she she like only comes once every hundred years. Yeah, or um, on Christmas Eve. Well on Christmas Eve. She's very particular, you know, but but sure Some would say not very useful. Yeah, yeah. But in in all in all what do you make of the story? I think it's fascinating, though, I have to say. A, a really good ghost story. To sum it up, we've got the woman coming out of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the people who stayed there for a summer who didn't see anything, but all the people working with them did. Yeah. And then we've got the child who wasn't allowed hanging around with the ghost child because he'd be taken into the ghost world. Yeah. Is that is that all of them? Yeah, yeah, that's all of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in fairness, if you're looking for a theme park of ghosts and stuff and ghostly happenings... Covered it all, didn't you? Yeah, it? I mean, you've got everything in that house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately burned down because of the... Well, I say unfortunately. The other thing to remember as well is this ghost has burned down another ghost house. That's true, that's true. You know, and a child's house. Never thought about that. Yeah. The, do you know, maybe there was some kind of... Maybe it was a romance that had gone wrong or something between the ghosts. <laughs> One of them is a child. 
No, no, no. The some of the other ghosts hanging around. <laughs> oh yeah, well we didn't we didn't get specifics on them though. There were there were there were adult ghosts. I got the impression there were some adult ghosts. Do you think there was like a, a an almost uh, a thriving population of ghosts inside this place? Yeah, I think it was it was like a ghost hub at one stage. Yeah, ghosts can't reproduce. They can't like uh, as in yeah, they can't have uh, ghost children. Can they? It's actually um, I don't think they can, but they can have sex for pleasure. Okay. I think. So I think it's, what is it? It's humans, dolphins, and ghosts, I think, are the only three things. Oh, that's the, that's the, what's the rhyme again that goes with that? Um, ghosts can't have pleasure for sex, so can humans and dolphins. I think that's. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So where would you, where would you rank this out of all the ghostly happenings? Oh, I covered? think it's sitting firmly at the top. Firmly at the top with all the other ones in an ex- equal position. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Okay. Where do you, what do you think of it? This, I mean, you have to turn on the light at one point. Yeah, I think the, the little kid hauntings, they're. They're probably top tier, to be honest. Yeah, I know it is. Um, I think it is, it's spooky. It has everything you'd really want, like like you said. It has some elements of it that are not unlike, if you've ever watched the Netflix show, The the Haunting of Hill House. I haven't. Oh, that's really, that's properly spooky. I don't get spooked by like, um, you know, horror stuff that much. That's properly spooky. I think for me, I think Hexham Head still has it. Oh, Hexham Head is such a good episode. There's a lot going on in that. Like, so many, so many questions to be answered in that. I think this is, this is a, uh, let's say this is like a top tier, straightforward ghost story. Yeah, there's not much mystery to this one, I would say. Yeah. Like, as in, you just got your ghosts, they're going around annoying people. You know, there's, there's not even much reason as to why they're doing it. No. You know, they're just, they just happen to be ghosts. Being a bit mischievous, we'll say. Yeah. All right, that does it for this week. Uh, thanks so much to everyone who's listening again. Uh, I am Dennis Len. You can find me on Instagram and everywhere else at, at dennislen 3 d And over there is... Uh, Roger O'Sullivan. You can find me, uh, you can find me at Roger O Comedy. Uh, also, coming up, uh, we're approaching our one-year anniversary of the Ooh. podcast. Uh, so we're asking everyone to send in as many spooky stories as they can that they've experienced into our email at... Unexplainedlegends at gmail.com and uh, also if you have any comments about any other episodes send those in send anything you can think of to our email not we well, yeah, I will know oh no sorry <laughs> yeah yeah but send anything within reason anything about the spooky stuff we've covered and uh, yeah I think that that's it but wraps it up alright thanks so much for listening I uh, love you bye It's me, and welcome to Radio 4. I'm your host, Dennis Lennon, and with me today is... Oh, shut up.